Hey guys, it's Luli here. Welcome back to Trauma and Healing Go Hand in Hand. Trigger warning. Today's episode will be consisting of talking about somebody else's traumas, injuries, and pains. We'll be talking about anxiety, depression, alcohol abuse, mental abuse, domestic violence, and stuff like that. Do remember, if this triggers anyone, please listen at your own advisory cautionary tale. Sorry. Today's episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Jenny. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Jenny. Um, I'm 25 years old. I was born and raised in Arizona, but I'm currently in Utah. Um, you know, uh... All right, let's jump right in. We'll talk uh, yeah. about her, her traumas, and how she coped with them. I remember, everybody's story is different. People heal and deal with things differently. Let's, let's, let's hear it out, shall we? My first question to you, as surprising as this may be to you, is how are you as a person when people get to know you? How I am as a person is like when people get to know me, especially when people that want to get to know me or understand me as a person, I actually could be a really loving person. Um, I'm pretty open-minded and I understand like... I could understand what everyone's going through in life, you know, because I could be a really caring person. I just care a lot. And um, everyone, everyone will start to notice and see that in me. Trust me, guys. I've been at the end receiving of her caring or her worrying about me. So I know. Um, I feel like for the short amount of time that I've known her, she's become a very important, vital person in my life. I wouldn't change anything about her. She's a good friend and a good listener. And um, that's not something you find nowadays. Not in the society we live in. Um, you know, where everybody judges you for how you live your life. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, that is right. I don't judge anyone because that's not what... That's not what I was made to do, basically. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Um, to emphasize on that, is is it hard to open up to people? It's difficult for me to open up to people, for sure. I, I have a really hard time opening up to people because, like, you just—it's just more of a trusting. Like, you don't know, you don't know, you just don't. I just don't believe what they say. You don't know what they're going to do with the information you're going to give them about yourself. That's what you're trying to tell me? Exactly. Like, I'm afraid of the judgment. I'm just, like, I'm not a judgy person. And, and But you I fear the up, judgment of the outside world that doesn't know you. Exactly. Okay. And, and the, the, like, that really gives me anxiety, too, because um, I'm, a, like, again, I'm an understandable person that could understand anyone or what their beliefs and anything but I just I just don't want nobody to judge me you know yeah it's hard when we when we live in a world where judgment is given very easily yes. I'm not gonna lie I've had my fair share of judgments as well and it's hard and when I met her I think that was my biggest fear with her that she would judge me for anything that I was gonna tell her or anything that I was sharing a lot of people tell me I'm a social butterfly. I'm very friendly she, by nature. She is such a social butterfly. 
Thank you. Throw me under the bus, why don't you? <laughs> I feel like I've lived in a bubble. I lived in a bubble my whole entire life. Um, and I feel like for me, it's I've learned to cope with it by being very friendly and trying to be there for everybody and doing what Jenny does, understanding everybody's point of view and listening. It took me a while to learn the listening part of that aspect, but I got through patience it. Patience is key. Patience is key. And I have a lot of patience. I have a lot to you. I don't got any patience. I have a child. There ain't no patience in this body. <laughs> I have a lot of patience. Thank you. You can give me some because I don't have any. Just, just, <laughs> just putting that out there. For anybody that's listening, I do not have any patience. I have patience when it comes to like schoolwork, my things that I like. Like today we were having a technical difficulty and we, I had patience to deal with it because <laughs> I don't have any patience on a day-to-day basis. But with things that matter to me, I do have patience. I try to at least. Not a professional, and I'm not a perfectionist, so I try to have patience in certain aspects of my life. <laughs> and um, you know, one of the harder questions that I know I'm pretty sure you're going to have hard, a hard trouble answering for me is, what conditions do you have? Or uh, medical conditions like that you've been diagnosed with and stuff like that. Shit, I don't even know. You mentioned anxiety, so that's one of them. Yeah. I developed anxiety not so long ago. It was like it's still new to me, and like I, I remember my first anxiety attack, uh, um, that experience. I didn't know what's going on. I was just freaking out because I was just started thinking about a lot, and I had to pull over to the side of the road on the way to work and call nine one one, asking them I needed first responders to come my way. And um, because that that was my first ever anxiety attack that I had. I couldn't breathe. My my arms were shaking. My stomach was tight. Like I couldn't. Like my arms was like curling up. Like I couldn't move them. It was just a really scary feeling. And then after that, just anxiety just just stuck with me. Like everywhere I go, it's just like I just felt. Trapped in a moment in time and you couldn't get out of? Yeah, I just feel like I couldn't get out of it. And it just, it's just, it just really sucks. I just really hate the feeling of it, really. Because it, 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 cause I, I really want to do a lot more things, but it's kind of hard for me to do those things because of my anxiety now. And, yeah, I just stay doing what I normally do and just be comfortable, you know? Yes. And remember, it is okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be able to do what you used to do. It's normal. It happens. It comes with adjusting to that condition and learning how to deal with it and how to live your life while having anxiety. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm a professional at anxiety. I'm not. I have PTSD myself, or medically they call it H regression PTSD. I've explained this in a couple of my episodes. And I have anxiety as well. And for me, it might not look like it because I'm like, like you like to say, and I like to say a social butterfly. Yeah. But, um, I'm the same way. Like... You're the same way? Yeah, I'm the same way as well. When I went to the zoo with my son this weekend, um, there was like an exhibit, like it was a very confined area. It was like the animals were behind glass containers. because I think most of them were under veterinary care. And for me, it was like, there was so much screaming and so much like loud noise and like people were talking and I could hear everybody's conversation all at once. 
that I put my headphones on. And that's not something I had done in a while. Like I hadn't done that in a very long time. And it's the first time that I felt like I couldn't handle the situation. I had to walk through the exhibit a little faster than my son wanted because I couldn't deal with all the screaming and all the fighting that was not fighting, but like, you know, the screaming of little kids, the talking amongst their parents. And it was all that just like, it felt like I couldn't breathe. And I had to sit down because I had to remember that I was okay, that I was safe and that nothing could hurt me because it triggered me. Yeah. And it's hard when you deal with stuff like that. I am not by any means have not been able to, I've learned to live my life with PTSD and anxiety, but that doesn't mean that I will sit here and tell you that I'm a professional at it because I'm not. There's times where it flares up and I don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I I don't know how to deal with it either sometimes. I just like literally all I do is just rub, I just rub my head, like mess with my hair and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how to do you like flip? Well, I don't know if you have long hair or not, but I don't remember because I haven't really seen you recently, but do you like flip your hair back and forth, like move it constantly, putting your fingers to it? Or something like that? Kind of in the way, and I kind of swirl it a little bit because I have uh, natural curly hair. So I just curl it a little bit, or I would just rub my head, like. No, I have, like, learned. I just rub the back of my head because I'm just trying to think of, like, I'm just trying to think, like, what's going on right now, like, what's what's triggering it right now. and You're trying to center yourself to find the answer of what's causing it, no? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's like I play with my hair constantly. Like, I change it from side to side. Like, I'm currently doing that now. Um, oh, okay. No, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> thank you. I'm not anxious at all. It's, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm comfortable in situations. This is okay. I feel like when we talk about okay. things that trigger us, that's how we deal with them. We deal with our, like, ticks or ways of, like, the way we deal with cope with things. I used to snap a, a, ba- a rubber band or a scrunchie, like one of those rubber ones on my wrist. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't let myself get triggered or whatever was damaging me. But then I learned it's very painful to do that constantly. Yeah, I feel uh, that because when I was younger, I used to pinch. I used to pinch the back of my neck. Yeah, no, but you will hear that I have dangly bracelets in my podcast because that's I wear them as a coping mechanism. Like when I feel like I can't breathe or I'm anxious, I start playing with them. That's why you hear them in my podcast, and I'm sorry you hear them oftenly. Yeah. Um, because that's how I deal with it. Because I don't want to keep snapping r- bracelets or uh, rubber band on my wrist because it does leave a permanent mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. I just, I start, I just start pacing back and forth now. Yeah, no, I'm too much of a couch potato for that. The pacing part. Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. I like my couch way too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know this will be a hard one for you to answer, and I will be here um, to walk you through it if you need to. Obviously, you don't have to go into depth of anything. You don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, What trauma did you go through that has caused you to have anxiety in your life? Uh, Remember, you don't have to talk about it to a a complete extent if you're not comfortable. My podcast is a safe space for people like you and me, so I'm not going to rush you into telling me what caused it, but just a piece of it, I guess. I think uh, for me, I think I used for me. Uh, I'm realizing now, like my anxiety, whatever. It's just the life that I just experienced of everything that I went through. I guess, and it's a lot of. I feel like for me, a lot of things were traumatizing for me, and. And I, I guess it finally just catched up to me and to the point where now I'm just feeling just 
anxiety and and I'm just learning how to cope with it and um, my Mhm. I'm here. It's just I I just have trouble letting people in. I have trouble trusting people and um especially when it comes to the traumas that I I I've been through in my life. Um, it comes with just, time. Yeah. And at such a really young age I just had to learn quickly to like I had to suck it up kind of type deal I didn't really have to time to process it I didn't have time to process it I didn't have time to really talk about it I couldn't talk to anybody about it really and and now it's just finally catching up to me it caught up to me and I I just couldn't handle it and I just had to do something with my life because I'm not the type of person that it's negative in a way I don't like being such a down person I don't like to be a negative person if that makes sense yes I do negativity and, can affect your your mental your mental state the people and in your life everything everything plus that everything going what's happening in the world right now and with the politics and the you know the mass shootings and the disasters and just everything that's going in the world right now it's just like I don't know I'm just taking everything all at once and it's just I just don't like it it happens yeah trauma is hard to talk about as it is and then when you find someone and you and you find share the story with you're scared that the world that person will judge me i just hate the words like i just hate the words like well all right we shouldn't talk anymore because they hurt yeah it hurts because i'm just like you tell me to trust you and feel comfortable with you and the moment that i do it's just like you say those words to me i'm just like okay all right but I, I'm not the type. I'm not the type of person that will hurt you for it just because I got hurt a little bit. Because I'm just a nice person. I'm just like okay, understandable. Again, I'm an understandable person. So I'm just like, all right, have a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like that has happened enough where you are to the point where you don't let anyone in. Yeah, exactly. And that's but understandable. Also, and also, like that time that I haven't let anyone in like all the things that I bottled up I also take it on people that didn't deserve it because I just didn't know how to talk about it either and you lashed out you blew up I lashed out I blew up yeah I blew up pretty pretty hard I lost myself pretty badly and um but I think I'm at peace with that now because I went to, I, I'm going to therapy and that helps that helped me a lot of a process that I was going through with all the traumas that I have and it's it helps me it helps me realize why I do the things that I do you know yeah. I feel like 
I don't say it a lot, but we lose ourselves trying to please the world. Yes. And when we try to find ourselves and who we are as a person, as an individual, we lose everyone that we thought meant everything to us. Yeah. And then with trying to find ourselves and dealing with that pain, we also have to deal with the pain that they caused because they left because they couldn't stick around. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened to me too, because I was in a six, six and a half year relationship. And I put all of my emotions and feelings to the side just to, like, make sure she was okay and everything. And I didn't know what to do anymore because, like, she she wouldn't let me be there for her. And I just ran out of options. And I lost myself because I stopped looking out for myself and stopped taking care of myself because I put everything on hold just to make sure to please, like, her. Yeah, and I just felt like um, I was her emotional support system, and I was never being checked on, really. And it just drained everything out of me, basically. And I'm not saying that as a bad way, you know, because I learned a lot from her. Yeah. So I'm not, like, I'm not saying, like, she treated me badly or anything, but, but mentally it just... It was just, I just felt like I was still living in the past, just trying, just still trying to hold things in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now I'm I'm finally at peace in my life where I'm learning how to cope with it and going through the process and everything and learning how to communicate and learning how to open up and learning how to trust myself and learning how to trust other people. So... I know what you mean. Yeah. I feel I feel like I understand that, but it's hard when you want people to stay and they don't. Yeah. I mean, you want to love them for the both of you, but my mom used to tell me, you can't force anyone to love you because they will not love you the way you want them to. They will love you in the version that you made inside your head for them. Yeah. They will not love the way you want them to, and that will hurt you. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I never understood that, you know, because I saw her relationship with my father and the other aspects of it that we'll talk yeah. about some other time, like I did in my first episode. And I was like, but you... One of you is forcing the other to love them. And it seems to work. Why won't it work for me type of situation? Exactly. And I just, now I just know my worth now. I know what I deserve and everything. And I know what I want in my life. I'm not confused of what I want in my life, you know? Yeah, I know. And, yeah. And that takes a long time, believe it or not. To a lot of people, it takes a long time to figure out what they want. And I'm proud that you are, you know what you want and who are you, who you are today. I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people at such a young age don't realize that either, like mentally, like a lot of people, it's, it starts off young. Like it starts off pretty young, to be honest. And we just live in a world where we feel like we can't talk about it, but, um, 
being experienced working at a mental facility, it's just, I, I learned pretty quickly, like, me- mental health is an, a really important thing that, that it should always be, like, the number one priority on your list, you know? It should be, because it we, should let, be. we let ourselves, we worry so much about the world, and, mm-hmm. and by that, I mean the people in our lives, whether it be our spouses, our boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, children, well, in my case, child, but I would say children in general. Yeah. Our work coworkers, our environment at work that we don't stop and realize that at some point, who is taking care of you? Or in this case, mm-hmm. who is taking care of Jenny or who's taking care of Uli? We can't say me because we've given so much out to the world. Uh-huh. To everyone in our life, that have we actually stopped and said, wait, we need some time for ourselves. We need some space. We need to figure out what we need. I say we because, you know, I'm talking about both of us in general, like as individuals. And it's it's hard when you, you sit there and you realize, wait, stop. I haven't taken care of me in months. I remember is the last time I sat down and did something I wanted or wrote something that I wanted or like you do, play the guitar. It, yeah. I, you know, I have my podcast. I spend time with my son. I play video games. I've gotten, I went into that dark hole recently. Let's not go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like when we don't stop and make time for ourselves as individuals, we forget who we are. Yeah. And that's where the people-pleasing part of our lives come in. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's what I do. Yeah. And at some point, I got tired of pleasing the world and not being happy. Because when I pleased everybody, they were around, they were happy, they were giving me what I wanted or the affection I thought I needed. Yeah. And the moment I stopped giving them what they wanted, they're like, you're being, you're not the person we know. You're not the Lily we want in our life. And I'm like, all right, cool. Grab a door and leave. I'm not saying to push people away. Let me correct Uh that. I don't mean that you should push people away, but because pushing people away also hurts that person and it's not fair to that person's emotions, but yeah. for me it's very like either you're present or you're not and if you're not present then I have no need for you that's what I yeah. that's what I choose and that's when by. that's when pe- like that's when when certain people will overthink about certain things be like well they just have these negative thoughts thinking certain things that are not true you know that is just very up, very true yeah just make up scenarios in their head that's not true and that's when those people need reassurance and everything But is reassurance good or is it bad? What do you think? Reassurance, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. because with me, I'm for sure like, because I'm an overthinker for sure myself, to no, be honest. Too. Let's, let's not go there. Um, I feel like that's my cup of tea as well. Of, of, of course, I'm going to have questions to ask to make sure. Sh- to make sure I'm reassured because I'm thinking about it because, you know, I experienced things. I experienced things and heard things before that hurt. So I just expect those things to happen. And those negative things, sometimes it will get a hold on you and it will take over. And, and that could be a really bad trait. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's a very toxic so, trait. Yeah, so it's a really like with the reinsurance thing, it's go back and forth. It's understandable. 
because I myself, sometimes I do need reinsurance. So that's why I ask questions. But it depends who you actually comfortable talking to, like talking to somebody. Like for sure, like with me, when I try to get reinsurance in my last relationship, it was just like it didn't really end well for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now, my last question for the day. Yeah. How do you cope with it? How do you cope with everything? The trauma, the anxiety. Well, now now that I I changed because I used to cope with it by myself. I bottle things up, not open up but to anyone at all and not let anyone in and uh, take it out. Like, everyone that didn't deserve it, like, the way I handled it in the beginning, I, I was handling it alone by myself. And then I finally realized, I finally realized because mentally I kind of went down in a depression mode, I guess you could say. And um, mm-hmm. I shut down and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I finally snapped out of it and be like, I need to get like out of like, I, I really need to get out of this funk, you know? Yeah. So I, I start, I start going to therapy. I started talking to therapy uh, trying to literally find myself again and get to know who I am as a person for me. And okay. um, just focusing on myself and my mental health and my physical health and letting, starting to trust myself of communicating and saying the right words to people I should be opening up to that actually do want to care about me and do want to understand about me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's helping me a lot more to cope with everything a lot more because I just realized, like, I don't have to do it alone. I'm having just, a really close bond with my family now more than I ever did when I was growing up, to be honest. Which is good. Yeah, and I'm happy and excited about that. Which is good. I'm happy that you're excited. You reminded yeah. me of something I told someone yesterday was, you put yourself in a little island and then you cut yourself off from the rest of the world. Exactly. Because you thought that was the way to go about it. That that was the way that things were going to get done. And no one could tell you otherwise because then you would, like what happened? You blew up. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, we did put ourselves in a little island and said, I'm an independent person. I can do it on my own. Yeah. But pain, trauma, hurt. Mm-hmm. anxiety in my case age regression PTSD cannot be dealt with alone mm-hmm. because then you let like you'll say the dark thoughts come into your mind and it, those exactly. don't help the, the negative thoughts that you yourself create because you think it's okay but I feel like if you find maybe three or four good friends in your life that will mm-hmm. stick with you through everything whether that be Remember, this is a joke. Don't take me seriously now. This part of it is a joke anyway. The drunken nights, the, the oh, I got stranded on the side of the road. I'm not doing okay. I can't breathe. I, I want to drink my, my, my memories away. I don't want to remember. I, I want to forget. Mm-hmm. When you find friends that can deal with that and the good parts of you, I think you're good. Yeah. And you start making connections to the outside world from that little island. And then you realize my island is not as little as I thought it would be. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
I feel like one thing when I met you was I told you and I gave you a nickname. Do you remember what that nickname was? Oh, Flower. Do you want to explain why I gave you that nickname or do you want me to explain it? Oh, you, you could explain it. I gave her the nickname Flower. Her name is Jenny. But I gave her the nickname Flower because when I met Jenny her. Jenny from the block. <laughs> Jenny from the, really? We're not, no. <laughs> okay. We're, we're not touching that one. Um, <laughs> I gave her that nickname because when I met her, I knew that something was wrong. I felt it within every inch of my body that something was wrong. But I also knew she was guarded. It took me a while to be able to read down people. And I started sharing me before she shared with me about her. And then I realized something bad must have happened to you if you don't feel comfortable telling me what happened to you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm a random, complete, total stranger that wants to be your friend and wants to be part of your life. Mm-hmm. And then I told her, there's two aspects of your life at the current moment in time. The version the, was the one that's slowly dying, not mm-hmm. in a literal sense, but in the figurative sense, and the one that will come out of it. And when you bloom, you will be a whole different person than who you were maybe two, three years ago. And mm-hmm. that's where, when I was thinking of our nickname, I'm like, what? I know, you know, I was like, flowers bloom, but that makes no sense. We have season changing, but I can't call it by a season because that's just weird. And then it stuck with me, Flower. That, that nickname stuck with me. And I was like, okay, and that's her nickname. And then when I run it by her, she laughed. She laughed exactly how she was laughing right now. And yeah. I was like, okay, no feedback? Cool, got it. Oh, I was like, I'm not no flower. Because <laughs> she, God forbid, she's delicate and sensitive in any way, shape, or form, right? Nah, nah, you're tripping. Exactly. Oh, my God. If you're not sensitive, then I'm the roof and I'm black. But okay. And then I mean the roof in my house is black, not natural. The targeted meaning as in the color of someone's skin. <laughs> Let me correct myself there. Because that, that could have been misinterpreted. You will laugh. Yeah, but we both know that could have been misinterpreted really badly, really fast, really quick. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, I laugh at anything when I'm nervous. Yes, I know. I think you told me at the beginning when we were planning this out that I could make you comfortable in talking about anything. Is that true? Yeah, that's very true because I think I did pretty good. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. It, it took you a little while to get there, but we got there. It took a little while, but I got there. Jenny, thank you for joining me today. I was hey, happy thank to you. have you. I appreciate, I appreciate you for having me. It was fun to have you on my podcast, honestly. It's, I think, maybe a different pace for today. All right. I appreciate you having me. You have a good night. Well, guys, thank you for coming back today. I'll see you next week on Wednesday with trauma and healing go hand in hand. Bye, guys.